welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Table Talk. This is The Raven, and thank you for stopping by as always. If you are here, this message is definitely for you. So take a seat, relax, and let this segment guide you. For the past couple of days, I've been having rapid sessions of lessons. And not to get too into the psychological and also the scientific reason, but one thing that I have noticed is when what is about to make a breakthrough and you're getting closer and closer to the answer or the source the root of why you do something or why a trigger triggers you the way that it does and why you respond the way that you do that lesson will come quicker and what I mean is it will come in quicker sessions. The period in which, or I'll say the longevity of it, becomes shorter and shorter as you're about to make that breakthrough. And that's exactly what has been happening with me. One of the things that is prevalent nowadays is this constant war between the masculine and the feminine. It is a constant tit for tat, a constant point of fingers, a constant um, blaming, you know, instead of going inward and figuring out why this war is taking place. And the more and more that we become exposed, even myself, the more and more it's a reflection of what's taking place in the masses as far as between masculine energy and feminine energy within ourselves. You have to remember that everything that is happening at a larger scale within ourselves eventually magnif um, I'm sorry manifests into reality so everyone's focus is on this war between sexes between women and men between the masculine and the feminine and what is feminine divine energy and what is masculine divine energy and it's this constant chasing tales and even I partook in it, of course, because my view wasn't yet clear of why it is so important for these two energies to be balanced in unity. And not only be balanced in unity, but also why it's so important for that unification. And of course, 
what gives you a clear view of all these things are your past traumas. It explains a lot of why you do the things you do, why you react the way you do. And for me, for example, I've come to a confident conclusion that I am androgynous. The more that I dig within myself, I've noticed that throughout my childhood, I've always shifted. Now, of course, I had periods in which I sat in my feminine energy, but I also was motivated and I was also, how can I say this, um, impressed with also masculine things. And the more and more I was pushed towards femininity, the more and more I would push towards masculinity around five years old. Now, for me, where I shifted completely was because of sexual trauma. I would say the first time I didn't shift because my mother was there, was protective, was on top of it. But the second time, In that moment, I understood that in order for me to really gain the protection that I needed, I had to embody what was considered strength, what was considered physical strength, what was considered um energetic strength and I saw that in men and I shifted and I carried myself heavily heavily in my masculine energy I stood there for a very long time what I understood for myself was that I had to protect something within me that was fragile was pure and if not careful could be taken advantage of and that's the sole reason why I stepped into my masculine I grew up in a household with a single mother and it was all girls and I didn't want my sister's experiencing something like that and furthermore I did not want to see my mother get taken advantage of like that either so I understood that when there was men in a household with women too many people didn't try that household so I embodied that energy not only for myself but for the protection of the women in my household
So having an absentee father, I, and because I was in my masculine energy, I took most of my time observing and studying the masculine. Especially when it came to respect. How did the masculine command respect from others? And not to make a long story, to make a long, I'm sorry, not to make a long story, <laughs> to make a long story short, I embody this energy comfortably, and I sat in it comfortably all the way up until the age of 18 every now and then I would shift into my feminine of course whenever I liked it a guy or whatever like that but when I noticed that his masculine energy was not equally yoked to mine or mine would outwit his um, I immediately lost interest and I would keep it moving that goes to tell me that my masculine energy is very aware of what it wants, what it doesn't want, what it likes, what it doesn't like. Fast forward to my adulthood, when I did have children, I would say that that sort of sparked my femininity. It sort of awakened it. But it was, it was more when I... I separated from my previous relationship. I was on my own. I was provider, protector. Um, and when I met my partner, one of the things that now I, I see and I understand why this took place because in the beginning I was asking myself why the fuck was I so clingy why the fuck was I so emotional because these weren't things that I would do in my previous relationship like I said I sat in my masculine comfortably when needed I would shift into my feminine and mostly in the bedroom but not even so much so because I understood in my previous relationship that I was more dominant. And it might not have been physical dominance, but mental dominance, I was, I mean, mentally, I was more dominant than my previous partner. I was. Basically, I was able to, how can I say, outwit and overpower his masculine. And not only that, when it came to protection, because I understood that I could overpower his masculine energy, I also understood that his protection level wasn't to the degree that I was used to within myself or greater. 
and that to me was a problem that to me was a complete turnoff and of course with due time eventually things faltered but of course at the time I didn't understand why these things were happening I didn't understand why I would bump heads especially in relationships I didn't understand why um, I wouldn't say why I wasn't sitting completely in my femininity but I wasn't how can I say it impressed I wasn't impressed now fast forward to my current relationship because of that I had this how can I say this battle within myself because I immediately was open when I first met my partner um I'm usually a person that walks pretty, I would say I'm always tense. I'm always tense and especially around males, I am very rigid. I observe, I listen, I don't talk much. Um, I'm basically reading you. But it's not my feminine energy that's reading you. It's my masculine energy because I, my masculine energy has always been the type to size up. And that's one thing I used to do when I was younger with all of my mother's partners. I would sit like, a, like I was her son. I would sit with them the very first day they would enter my house. And I would interrogate them because I needed to know what their intentions were with my mother. So the same would happen with me when I was pursued. I wasn't in my feminine. I was in my masculine. I wanted that individual to know that I called for a level of respect. I called for a level of intelligence. I called for a level of integrity, a level of honesty. Um, and all those things came from my masculine energy because re as I said before, when I started sitting heavily in my masculine, all I did was observe and study the masculine so that I could master the energy, so that I can get the respect that I wanted. And partially part of that was because I really understood that the feminine is not truly valued and respected the way that she should be. I learned that very early. I'm from the city. I grew up in New York City, Spanish Harlem. And you see a lot of disrespect in the city. And it's more so betrayal that you see. So, I didn't understand the bumping heads, yet with him, the first day that I met him, I immediately understood. Something in me was, like, it was like a switch came on. And I remember when I walked up to his house 
he was standing there in his shorts and a gray shirt that has like letter writing, green writing on it. And his hair was tied up. And he was standing behind the fence. Um, and he was, and when I walked up, he smiled. And when he smiled, something in me just, it's like something turned on. And I immediately dropped my shoulders. And I felt relaxed. And now, four years later, close to five years later, as we are both going through our healing, as I am seeing all these mirrors in front of me, um, and I, one thing that I've never understood because I never had it, was the relationship of a father and a daughter. The importance of that relationship, what that relationship entails. And seeing it play out in front of me, especially as my family is healing, I'm starting to understand that the reason why, and I even understood this within myself, because one thing that I also was getting pissed off about was that with my current partner, because he basically, I would say, awakened fully my feminine energy. With him, my feminine energy is still at the level of which I stopped my exploration of it when I was violated. So I prematurely stopped that exploration, that ability to explore my femininity fully and you know, freely and understand what that energy was, what it meant to me. But again, I couldn't because I didn't have the luxury to. I didn't have a father to protect that energy. And that is what I'm understanding now as I see the relationship of my partner with his daughter. I'm starting to understand that the protection of a father, which would look to a daughter as strict, is because he understands that true feminine energy, one is very pure. It is very, I would say, whimsical and dreamy. Feminine energy is, sees beauty in everything. Feminine energy is very loving. Feminine energy is very trusting, at times to the point of naiveness. And because of this, the masculine sees this. And the masculine understands that that light, that purity, that innocence, that freedom, that spirit, because feminine energy is really free in spirit, needs to be protected. And it is why fathers are so protective. They're so protective because unlike us who have the freedom to just be, because we have that protection. The masculine doesn't have that luxury. The masculine has to bear, right? Bear the weight of the world on its shoulders, almost to shield that which it 
sees as fragile as without a care in the world is the same with children or its children. So I understood this. And now I understand why fathers are always telling their daughters to care, cover up. Um, always telling them, you know, to be modest. Always telling them to, you know, love themselves and all of these things because they know that out there, when they are no longer under their protection, the world that they're going to face is not as pretty as they think it is. Again, we walk without a care in the world because we see beauty in everything. Whereas men don't see it that way. So that's one of the lessons that I have been open to. And then one of the reasons, of course, why I've been open to that lesson it's to further understand my masculine energy. The only way that I can relate to a certain extent with my partner's energy, which by the way, is very equal to mine. What is not equal and I would say my feminine energy is not equal to his feminine energy. My feminine energy has a lot to learn because again, I stifled that discovery at the age of nine, at the age of 11, when I was entering puberty. So I know now after all of these lessons that my feminine is not equally yoked to his. But it's because mine hasn't been fully developed. I haven't fully explored my feminine energy. What I have explored is my masculine. The thing is that when you tap into your divine feminine, after a long time of having it dormant or asleep, however you want to call it. Um, when you awaken that energy after a while, one, of course, is going to be erratic, especially if you have traumatic events happen to you. It's not going to be as developed. Um, and it's going to be quite childish. Especially if, as a young lady, you were childish. Well, I would say silly, jokeative, talkative, um, curious, and so forth. Everything that a child is, basically. But when you awaken that um, energy after it's been asleep for some time, and it hasn't had practice, it is not going to be to the level that it needs to be. And what I mean is this, it's not going to match your age. 
it's not because mine doesn't not as of yet with certain things yes and with certain things no now I know for a fact the reason why <laughs> the reason why <clears throat> my partner's masculine energy gets sometimes on my nerves is because my masculine energy within myself is the same way as his masculine energy. He's witty, my masculine energy is witty. He can be an asshole, my masculine energy can be an asshole. Or considered asshole, but more so blunt. Doesn't sugarcoat. My masculine is blunt, doesn't sugarcoat. What balances, or I would say what, of course, keeps me in awareness at times or would keep me at times in awareness of others' feelings was my feminine energy. <clears throat> now, as I look at myself, I understand why his protection is the way that it is. Mine is equal. Equal to his in protection. I understand now why. In the past, I did it. And I would fight against it. But I understand my feminine energy within myself. What it looks like, what it feels like. And my masculine energy within myself is very overprotective of my feminine energy. Not only that, but is very overprotective of children, is very overprotective of women. To the point that If it has to, it will. I mean, if it has to be shield and staff, it will. All the way to the end. And my partner's masculine is the same way. The same exact way. And now I understand why. Right? And then, not only that, my, tra my, tra my traumatic past it gives me even further understanding of why men are the way they are, how protective they are <clears throat> of what they love or what is important to them. I understand it because of the experience that I went, went through. I see the reality. So, Although my feminine energy doesn't understand it just yet, my masculine energy does understand the reality of the world, the weight of the world, because of my environment and where I lived when I was a teenager. So now this is going to draw me back to this whole constant back and forth of this war of the sexes this war of what truly is the divine feminine what truly is the divine masculine and 
all of that. The conclusion is this. Within yourself, you carry both energies. One cannot operate without the other. You cannot operate fully, constantly, all the time in your feminine because you are always going to be feeling, always going to be in your feelings. And you cannot operate completely in your divine masculine or your masculine energy because you're going to be all the time rigid. There has to be a balance. The way you attain that balance is understanding the strengths of your masculine energy and understanding the strengths and weaknesses of your feminine energy. Where one cannot operate or is weak, the other steps in. I understand that my communication is very weak when I'm in my feminine energy. So I have to sort of step into my masculine energy in order to communicate and articulate. <clears throat> I understand that. And because my feminine energy is not, I would say it's underdeveloped at the moment, <clears throat> I have to switch and use the strengths of my masculine energy. The further I explore my feminine energy, the more my skills will develop, or I would say her true essence will develop and mature. <clears throat> but for right now, I'm understanding where the balance needs to be. That took a lot of me understanding also which energy is operating at what time. It takes a level of awareness right for you to understand what aspect what energy is in the forefront but that also takes you going back into your traumas and your childhood and it's not for you to stay there it's for you to truly understand why your masculine energy operates the way that it does why your feminine energy operates the way that it does why does it respond the way that it does why does it react the way that it does and of course, the things that are not serving you, you eventually shift it. <clears throat> you eventually shift it. But the way you shift it is also understanding which energy is more present at the time. Which energy likes to avoid the present. You have to understand all of these things within yourself. And then, and then only then, you will understand why outside of you, you need the masculine. When you start going within yourself and you truly start to see your feminine essence, you sit in it, you see how it operates, how it talks, how it thinks, how it views the world. As you continue healing, of course, its perception is going to change. But everything is going to be at the level of beauty and love. It's going to be at the level of patience. It's going to be at the level of empathy, compassion, and forgiveness. 
it is going to be at the level of nurturing that is the level that is going to be at you will understand this as you continue to freely explore yourself but if you are a woman who was raised with a single mother didn't have a father present that is going to take some practice because for a long time you were the masculine you were the protector you were those things so for a long time you've been operating from that system it takes one that can operate similarly like you when sitting in his masculine or above you for you to sit completely and openly in your feminine and when you do you're it's gonna cause you some discomfort because it caused me a lot of discomfort because I didn't understand where all the emotions were coming from <clears throat> but remember I wasn't operating from my feminine completely only when need be and only when I chose and that means only when I felt comfortable and trusted that is when I would bring my shield down my masculine energy would take a seat and my feminine energy would be present but of course you're not always going to meet men that understand their masculine and feminine energy fully. Everybody has a story, everybody goes through experiences, and everybody has a level of trauma. So that trigger happening starts, and you start to shift back into your masculine. <clears throat> and it's gonna happen a lot until you fully understand what is happening within yourself. You have to remember, and this is something that I immediately was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Every time you get triggered, when you're sitting in your feminine energy, every time you get triggered, depending on how you had to protect yourself, depending on how your masculine had to stand up for you, that is how he's going to stand up for you in your adulthood. That is going to be how he's going to stand up for you whenever you are disrespected whenever you are mistreated he is going to stand up for you now the thing is that oftentimes what we compare not all women but most and these are women who sit or learned how to sit in their masculine what we compare is our masculine energy to their masculine energy. What we forget to compare is their feminine to our feminine. Is it equally yoked? Is, it, is his feminine above your feminine as far as energy? Meaning, is his more developed, more mature than yours? Or is his more immature than yours? <clears throat> so, there's a lot that... is wrapped up in the shadow work journey 
it's not just going and digging into your past to heal. The healing is the understanding. The healing is knowing who is in the forefront. The healing is really understanding how your masculine and feminine have developed throughout the years. What have they used as systems? Does it work? Does it not work? Which one is more dominant? It's always going to be the masculine, though. But which one is more dominant? Well, I wouldn't say always going to be the masculine. It all depends on which one you focus on or sat more throughout your lifetime. If you were able to shift between both freely and never feel that uncomfortability, then you're balanced. But if ever you were sitting in your feminine and made you feel uncomfortable and you quickly shifted to your masculine, then obviously there is something there that's keeping you from feeling comfortable in your feminine. And that is where that is where you need to do your due diligence and figure that out. So No matter how men and women want to cut it, the men need the women and the women need the men. Masculine needs feminine and feminine needs masculine. What you need to understand is how your masculine operates within yourself and how your feminine operates within yourself. So then when you do go about your life, or let's say even in your relationship, once you understand this, you also start to subtly pick up on which energies are currently in the forefront with your partner. So then you can understand when you need to switch because men are not always, and I would say aware men, are not always sitting in their masculine energy. They shift from feminine to masculine. So when he shifts into his feminine, that is when you have to understand that you subtly shift into your masculine. That way you can balance things out. But both of you can't be in masculine energy at the same time and both of you cannot be in feminine energy at the same time. If both of you are in feminine energy at the same time, there's not going to be any direction in the um, relationship. And if both of you are in your masculine at the same time, could you get along? Yes, but eventually your differences are going to make you bump heads. Your triggers are going to make you bump heads. There's going to be things that are going to make you bump heads. So the art of it all is knowing and picking up when to shift into these energies, even with our children. Even with our children. So again, think about it. If all women were, if all women were in their masculine energy, all of them fully, imagine the world how it would be imagine the children that these that women would raise 
imagine how resentful these women would become. Not only the, the women, but the men that are birthed out of these women. Imagine the chaos that's going to truly ensue. Imagine where everyone is angry, everyone is resentful, vengeful, depleted, tired. Like I said, you can't fully be in your masculine all the time. There has to be balance. If that was to happen, this world would become obsolete. There will be no love. Nothing would be seen as beautiful. There would be no beauty because there will be complete chaos. And as you look at the world now, and as more and more women sit or learn how to sit in their masculine, especially those that stop their transitions at a very young age, especially before puberty, if these women, you see them now, they continue to sit in their masculine, look at how everything is transpiring. Because the thing about it is that feminine, femininity, feminine essence is what drives everything, is what keeps everything going, is what inspires. It is what inspires to create, is the femininity and beauty in everything. But then you're coupling that with energy that is active, that is driven that is basically like fire. That if not guided properly, could burn every, every fucking thing to the ground. Imagine, these women are already starting, or women are already starting to transition into that belief, just because some of us learned how to comfortably sit in our masculine. And due to that, we believe that, oh, well, I can have children, but I can also be the protector and provider. Why do I need a man? <laughs> you are not going to be fully able to protect and provide, or at least the protection part. You can't do both and yet be a woman who is constantly in a state of receptiveness, who is constantly in a state of emotions, who is constantly in a state of empathy, and her attention is on everything else. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. All women will exhaust themselves within five years. And once they exhaust themselves, many will want to not be here. Many will go psychotic. Many will 
you know, their psyche is going to break. It's going to shatter. And guess what's going to happen to their young? If their young is too small, goodbye young. Those that can survive won't have any direction, so they will be at each other's throats. They will be killing each other left and right because there is no representation of love. There is no representation of beauty. There is no representation of empathy, forgiveness, compassion. None of that is existent. All there is is survival. So again, ladies, we need to stop thinking to ourselves that we can fully do it all on our own because the truth of the matter is we cannot. And the world that we believe that would be so perfect if it was all women, it will never exist. You still need something to protect you. And physically, we are not built for that. And I know some women are going to say, well, there's women that are athletic. There's women that are this. There's women... Those women are in their masculine energy. Again, one energy cannot operate without the other. Any woman that says, I am feminine and I operate fully from my feminine energy. And I can provide. The providing part, that enacting part, that driven part, that is masculine energy. When you fully, 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 fully sit in your feminine, everything that you do is from that aspect of nurture. It's from the aspect of nurture. Protection, providing that is not encrypted in your genetic DNA. And for those that say, well, my feminine energy is, is sexual. My feminine energy is this. My feminine energy is that. That's true. We're not saying that women aren't sexual beings. But guess what? Part of that comes from masculine energy. So, if you are a woman who claims to be healed, but says that you don't need a man, you're not fully healed. I will say that again. If you are a woman who says you don't need a man to provide for you, to protect you, but you say that you are healed, you are not completely healed. You are still operating from an aspect of yourself that is wounded. You are still shielding yourself. Because if you really, really, really were healed, you would understand that is needed. Why? Because even within yourself, one can operate without the other. It just can't.
another lesson is yes we can but every time that we observe the masculine every time that we observe the masculine and he is hard at work the one that's in observance is our masculine energy and the reason why that one is in observance is because it is learning it is learning it is learning so it can develop its own skills its own strengths so it can develop and mature and then within yourself when you do have those whimsical moments and those creative moments the masculine within you knows how to take that and bring it into fruitation even when your partner asks you hey I need you to do this for me the one that takes action after it learns and puts it in practice is your masculine energy the one that gives it a flare and gives it that touch of beauty that kiss of magic is your feminine so I will leave you guys with that and just for you to sort of let that sink in a little bit for you as you go through your journey when you are first doing your work at surface level it appears as if it's all about wounds and trauma but as you dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper it starts to take you to the understanding of coexistence it takes you to the understanding of how to balance your feminine energy and your masculine energy but you're not going to understand what makes these energies tick if you don't go to your past and the past is what helped in part these energies develop your experiences is what either caused them to be more focused or less focused, more direct or less direct. It is those experiences. So when you start seeing your healing journey as more as so as these experiences I had to go through in, in order for me to understand and to develop the strengths of my mass. Well, I'll say the skills the skills and gifts of my masculine energy and feminine energy, your experiences, whatever they might have been, will not seem as detrimental as they seem now as you're going through your healing. You understand that you had to go through those experiences for these energies to basically learn. That's what it is about, to learn. And then to apply what they learn. And they continue stacking on these things. That is why you know from the moment that you are young 
what your gifts are. You grab you your masculine energy already knows. Whatever it visually or I would say whatever it um gravitates to. Whatever it gravitates to. Right? And I would say and let me correct myself, I'm sorry. Whatever your feminine energy it gravitates to beauty wise. That will kind of tell you what type of healer you would be. And I would say what your purpose. How you will bring the masses together. How you will heal the masses. And then of course, as you take in that into yourself, or as I well, I'll say take into yourself. And it becomes it leaves such a huge impression on your subconscious mind, your feminine. Then your masculine takes the lead and goes about to bring that into fruitation. So I'm going to leave with that because of course I'm still going through my own journey and of course all of this is from my experiences from what I've been experienced from what I've been seeing but also one of the main things that I was questioning for maybe two weeks now is what exactly is my feminine energy what does it look like and I've been seeing it left and right, left and right. And it wasn't a question of what it looked like. It was more of a question of why did my masculine energy within myself protect it with such veracity. And when I sort of looked at the question from that aspect or that angle and then I really started to look at my feminine energy and how when I'm sitting in it how I talk how I act and all those things it made more sense and then it also made more sense why my partner is so overprotective and the crazy thing that I will leave with this is this. Everything that my masculine energy is attracted to, and I would say physically, sports, intellectually, all of those things, my partner is attracted to those things. And Many would say, well, that sounds like trauma bonding. No, I'm not talking about the trauma. I'm talking about without the trauma, the things that we value, the things that we like, the things that bring us joy, the things that we see as beauty and all of those things. 
his masculine energy it values it just as well so that also gives you an insight of if you were really tapped in within yourself if you really understood your masculine and feminine energy you will sort of start learning how to navigate in finding your tribe because now I understand that saying of equally yoked I understand that the one that needs most of the work is my feminine energy so there has to be a level of patience and my masculine energy is not very patient it can get hot-headed but again it never had to have the interjection of my feminine energy the way that it does now my feminine energy never really got in the way my masculine energy did all the leading so now there is conflict within myself because one wants to learn about itself freely <laughs> and explore and the other is like we don't have time for that right so now I understand the battle within myself and it's it's weird because it almost seems like that same battle is like operating outside of me but the more I dig deeper and the more understanding there is it's like the easier it is now to maneuver within my relationship but that takes healing as well um, and one thing that I see a lot of is that as I continue healing and understanding these aspects of myself one thing communication has been easier but as I do it within myself outside of me same thing those aspects that mirror me outside of me are also healing those aspects of themselves so that's the good thing about this shadow work stuff <laughs> is the is the is the breakthroughs that's the part that i love is the breakthroughs and it makes me feel so proud of myself and more confident whereas before i was so i felt lost because in part i was lost but all that being lost was within myself. Like, it's because I didn't understand. When you're, when you're doing your healing work at a singular level, when you're doing your healing work at a singular level, you don't really have to worry about being aware of others' shadows, of others' triggers, of others' wounds and traumas. All you have to really focus on is yourself. But when you're doing it at a tribe level and you're being bombarded with not only your shadows and things of that nature, but everybody else's, it can be difficult to navigate and understand yourself while also taking on partial responsibility because you have to of understanding everybody else within your household you have to in order to 
learn where you need to compromise with that person, um, how you need to approach them, how you need to communicate, um, when to back off, um, when that person is going to shut down, when we don't understand ourselves. We push, push, push. But once you start understanding yourself, you also see the similarities in patience levels, um, compassion levels, empathy levels, anger levels. You'll see all of that. Um, you start to understand that the things that you picked up in that person, you also, it was because you needed to kind of take a, a deeper look into it. And once you took a deeper look into it, when approached with your mirror and you're approached with that aspect of you again, and now that you're aware of what is going on, you know how to respond to that trigger differently. But now it's because you understand why. So... I would definitely, definitely encourage people to, when looking at their traumas and their wounds, don't look at it as for you to be fixated and like there's like some underlining message there, okay? Because that's what I was doing. And I, because of that mentality, I felt like I had to find like this needle in a haystack every time I went to my my past or my trauma. I would get stuck there. But that is not the objective. The objective is to go there to understand when an aspect of you surfaced or it was created, why it was created. And why it navigates the way that it does. And you will subtly see that those that are around you sort of navigate with their own energies similarly like you. When you are able to pick up on that, every time that familiarity pops up and it's something that you within yourself know that you have to shift or change you will always know, okay, I know that that is a product of a trigger. I am not going to respond to it no more in the same way. I didn't know why I was responding the way that I was in the past, but now I know. And this time when it appears or shows itself to me again, I will respond differently. And every time it shows itself, I will respond differently until it no longer becomes a trigger. And once you get to that point where it no longer becomes a trigger, you stop responding altogether. Because at that moment, there is no relevance. There is no need to be relevant or for that trigger. It, it plays no part anymore. There's, you already know what, is, what, what it is. Once you know what it is, that's it. Your focus is no longer there. Your focus goes elsewhere. As always, you guys, I am here to talk about what I uncover and what's 
clear about to be about feminine and masculine energy and from my experience and I always always drop a podcast so I can document my growth but also the findings that I find because I know there's a lot of people out there with so many questions when it comes to shadow work and a lot of people hit walls and a lot of people stay stuck in the past and don't know how to get out of that cycle of constantly repeating the same lesson over and over again and you continue going to your past trauma trying to figure it out and you can't so that's the reason why I do these podcasts to sort of hopefully give insight to those that need it so as always you guys if this does resonate with you and you feel like someone needs to hear this or even for you it's clarified it for you or you just feel like the message is something that the masses the masses need you please you're more than welcome to share my podcast you're more than welcome to um you know put it in your social media share it on instagram because i believe that this is one of the messages that has really or I'll say one of the lessons that has really opened my eyes has it opened my eyes where I'll say oh I'm like a hundred percent where I need to be I'm never gonna say that because like I always say shadow work is a constant thing healing is a constant thing it's a daily ritual it is basically a lifestyle it is your life so that is not going to be something that's ever going to stop and I know that I'm always going to have something that might shock me, put me, you know, whatever the case may be until I get to that space where things happen. And I already know, hey, I got this because I know what I need to do. Like, I already know how to put all my puzzle pieces together. Um, so I already know how to do that. So once I get to that space, but as always, I'm going to be here dropping knowledge. And even if I get to eat, I must say. Um, even when I get to that space, I'll still be dropping knowledge. I'll still be dropping knowledge because I'll always be the student and the teacher. So I'll leave it at that, you guys. As always, this is Raven. Thank you for sitting with me. Thank you for relaxing and just letting this message kind of sink in. Again, if it sank in and it sort of clarified some things for you and you believe others need this, you're more than welcome to share. I will start doing my lives all over again on my Facebook page, Divine Power Connection LLC. I will also start doing lives on my TikTok page, and that is at Darth Munnin. Um, this journey for me is amazing. It's amazing. I am grateful, especially for this this specific lesson. I understand more so tribe. And what I mean is I understand the roles. And no role is specific. It's more of understanding the roles individually and then how they coexist together in unity. Thank you again for coming to Table Talk.
as always love respect and just know that without the masculine the feminine will not be the feminine <laughs>